Trish. Yeah. I bet you the suicide rate among New York Giants fans has skyrocketed within the last three hours. Probably. But we'll get to that later. Yeah. The Giants trading Odell Beckham to Cleveland. <laughs> and for those of you who... I can't imagine if it's anybody who's heard that for the first time. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yeah, I. we'll get to that later. Let's talk about our only NBA topic on the docket. And I know... Fr- well, Frank's here. Hello. Uh, Russ Westbrook. John's in in uh, Florida. Or he's going... He's on the way to Florida while we're recording this at the moment. Who needs him? Okay. He's... Hopefully, going to interview one of the, the the Mets. If he doesn't, that's just disappointing. He's, He's nothing but a huge disappointment. Just kicked off. Let's talk about Russell Westbrook for a second here. What the hell was that? You got mice? Ghost. So, let's talk about Russell Westbrook for a second. Uh, there's a whole altercation between Russell Westbrook and a fan last night at the Jazz. Did you hear the quote Thunder game? that he said? Oh, I'm getting to it. All right. <laughs> Wait, which one? Russell Westbrook or the fan? Russell Westbrook. Hear what the fan said. No, but... Him telling his the fan that he was going to beat the shit out of him and his wife cracked me the fuck up. Right. Well, the fan said, uh, and Russell Westbrook took this as racial. I cannot stress that enough. I personally don't believe it was racial. I personally believe it was homophobic. You're also white. Nope. You're going to hear it, and I think you're going to think the same thing. Think it was he racial? He said, ice those knees up, boy. You're going to need them. Mm. And then he said something along the lines of, uh, get on your knees like you're used to. Okay, yeah, that is very homophobic. Yeah. But at the same time, he called him boy. Uh. And depending on how he said it, the inflection of his voice, if he was Southern, these are all things he's that in Utah. Take into consideration. He's a season ticket Utah jazz fan well, who has a history of this, actually. Oh, yeah. He's got tweets. Yeah. He has history of it, actually, at Utah jazz games. Okay. Mm. He's been issued a warning card by the NBA and the Utah Jazz for stuff like this. Well, I heard that he's been never allowed to return now. He's been banned, had a season ticket hold, uh, season ticket membership revoked. Do you think they refund you for that? They got it, right? I was I thinking about that today in the car. I feel like it's it's more like a college when you pay to go to college and then you fail out of a class. They keep your money. I don't feel like it's the same thing. Why not? You got kicked out because of something you did. I'm sure in the season ticket contract it says if you're you know, forcefully removed from a game, you don't get them refunded. I also feel like, I feel like if you haven't made those payments yet, you don't have to pay them. Whatever he paid, he did not get yeah. back. Whatever he's paid There's already, no I don't think he's gotten back. I think he gets it back. I don't think so. There's no way he insulted one of their one of the NBA's top players and they're just like, yeah, we're just going to give you your money back. There's no way. Well, Russell Westbrook responded with, uh, I'm going to fuck you up and your wife. Yeah, that was funny. But now wait a minute. Yeah, Russell Westbrook hits women. Who's in the wrong here? Both of them. They're both in the wrong, but the fan's more in the wrong. because I don't know. I mean, to right, be hold fair. Hold that mic to your face. To be fair, you know, as a fan, you get fired up at games. You say stupid shit that usually the players don't hear, right? Yeah. This guy just happened to be, what, was he courtside when he was saying all yeah. this shit? All right. So he was courtside. If he was up all the way up in the fucking stands. Oh, nobody would have cared. And no one heard it. No one would have cared. It wouldn't have been a big deal. But because he said this to Westbrook's face, Westbrook took it personally. He got all mad. And, I mean, Westbrook has a history of this with fans. Like that It was one... just ice those knees up. He didn't say boy. Okay. Okay. Ice those, yeah, that's ice not... those knees up. You're going to need it. Uh, get on your knees like you're used to. Yeah, that's not racial at all. That's, that's him saying get on your knees and suck their ass dick because you're a little bitch. Um, but, yeah, no, when you... 
When you're a fan, you say stupid shit because you think I'm a fan. I'm paying to be here. I can say whatever I'm paying the fuck for I this want. product. Exactly. I can say what I want. But you're not at home. You're not watching on the TV. These are human people that are playing a game. What? Wait a second. No, they're they're human people as opposed to what other kinds of people? Uh, <laughs> T-Rex. Animal people, all right? Anyway, <clears throat> Animorphs. Did you ever read Animorphs? Sh- yeah, No, I you. didn't. All right, well, there were people who could turn into dogs and shit. And, like, caterpillars. You gonna, it was dope. You but, can summit mount what's your point any time here. <laughs> my point is, you can't... <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that is a man with a... Crocodile or something coming out of his head. Looks That's sick. Yeah, they were, they were nice. Dope. Will you please get to your point? Yes. All right. I know what his point is. So my point, my point is that like you can't just yell whatever you want at these people. They're gonna react. They're gonna say something back. Mm. You can't. You can't expect to be able to just scream at somebody day and night. Have them just take it well, and just here's brush the thing. it off. Here's the thing. I think if if you're in the NBA, you should know fans are gonna say whatever they want. First of all, he wasn't even at home. He was at the Jazz Arena. Yeah. yeah. I know. So fans are gonna say things. Russell Westbrook has a history of this. Yeah, and when, has, he, when he when he yelled at that little kid. Yeah, well that and he also had a fan flip him off and he sat there and he was like, "What's wrong with this guy?" And he they threw that guy him. out too. Well, that was understandable. He you shouldn't be flipping off people if you're two feet away from. Him. I feel like there's Hold nothing on. wrong with that. Hold on. I don't know. I've okay, but hang on, hang on. Let me get stands. to my point here. I've Let me had, get to my point I've had, here. I've only seen it once at a hockey game. We had a we had a player yell at a whole group of people. A uh, whole sorry. section of people. You weren't there. I've heard Hockey's I've another it. universe. I've, I've also seen a guy get made fun of by a fan because he got hit in the face. And then the guy, the fan the got guy, hit in the face. Yeah, he got hit in that the face Steve with a puck Sullivan. and started bleeding. The, the player went back over and started making fun of the fan. <laughs> it was really funny. They both got cut like right in the same spot. Yeah. That's what <laughs> we're talking about. So Westbrook obviously has a history of this he should know to not lash back because now the fans have seen him do this so many times so they know that he's gonna yeah they're gonna start provoking him he's he's gonna retaliate like they know so this is gonna keep happening more and more he's just gonna keep finding him and something's gonna happen to this i don't know i think fans i think there is a line to cross i think saying uh get on your knees like you used to is the line i don't know because you scream at refs all. The, we all scream at refs yeah. all the time when we're at hockey games. Get off your yeah. knees, ref. You're Here's the, the thing game. with that. If you're sitting that close, I feel like there's different rules that apply because. I mean, yes, with the NBA, you're on the vary, court. That can vary by sport. Yeah. Yeah. With, with the NHL, you're in the stands. You're screaming. No one there. can hear you. It's not really like rules at that point. It's more like morals. It's Common just courtesy. Like, yeah. Like if you're that close, I mean, I wouldn't scream at a huge. Athletic dude like that. I don't and know. He could do whatever he wants. But the fact that um, Russell Westbrook talked back, you usually don't expect that from a player. They usually consider themselves above the fans. And that's yeah, why, but you're that's seeing why he, it more and more nowadays because I feel like these players are starting to. They're not. Their heads aren't in the game anymore. It's more of image. Their egos are taking well, over a lot. Definitely with the NBA, it's, it's a star-driven league. Yeah, it's like you a, look at not, KD when he, he had that fake. That, that was Instagram. even said by Mark Cuban. It, it's not like the NHL. The NHL is a league-driven league, and yeah. the NBA is a star-driven league. Exactly. So you, you need to be more of a team player, and you need to have your head in the game. You can't be thinking about what these people behind you are saying, otherwise you're gonna crack. Like, how can you play a game and keep your cool if when you're shooting a free throw and someone's behind you flip, from behind the net flipping you off? Like, how are you going to focus if you're all mad about that? Yeah, yeah where's was... the line at that point when you got players yelling, you got fans yelling during free throws? That, it happens all the exactly. time. Exactly. So, like, why why is that okay? Why is it okay for them to say, miss this fucking shot or I hope you break your fucking leg or something like that? 
but someone saying, "Oh, get a, get on your knees or ice your knees up because you're gonna need it." Like, yeah, it's, I it's mean, a joke. It's obviously throws, a joke. It's not like people yell. I mean, like obviously people are all yelling, but like it's all at once, and you can't like hear what specific people are saying. It's just noise. Most of the time, yes, but if you hear the one person, because you can always pick a voice out of a crowd and kind of yeah. What but saying. I mean, once again, I mean. You're an athlete, you know. I mean, you've been playing your whole life. Like even in high school, people will. I mean, we've done it. We went to a preseason up. game once. There was like, maybe a two, three thousand people at the preseason. There was like no one there. Yeah. We were right on the ice, and oh, the players Magnus could Helberg. hear us. Magnus Helberg. When we're screaming at him. Yeah. And we're yelling at the goalie to turn around. And he turns around and shoots us a look. It was cool. And like you know, we were yelling at the Rangers. It was a Rangers game. We were yelling at the Rangers players, telling them they suck, and you know, telling them we hate them, and they'd look up at us. Like, no. they can hear us, but they don't care. They're like, yeah, whatever. It's a hard subject because I feel like almost the stadium shouldn't or the arena shouldn't be able to, like, retaliate against the fans, like, at all or say anything to them or, like, even kick them out for stuff like that because... Because, yeah, everyone's doing it. I mean, I feel like yeah. it's not fair to the people sitting courtside just because they can afford to sit courtside yeah. and now they're there and now they're not allowed to come back because yeah, they said something Is it just because fan... the players can hear them? Now that makes a difference? Yeah, I think so because if he was... Three rows up, it wouldn't have made a difference. Exactly. But because he was sitting on the court and the player could see him and hear him, now all of a sudden it's a big deal. Unless, of course, you're a Knicks fan and you're screaming at the owner of the Knicks. Oh, we're going to get to that oh, in geez. a second. Because uh, that, I think, is the stupidest thing I've ever Russell seen. Russell Westbrook has been fined by the NBA $25,000. And, and that should be the end of this at that point. You can find him all he wants. He has so much money, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't yeah, think twenty five dollars grand isn't. It's not a slap on the wrist. It's nothing. It's nothing. I mean, they also couldn't really find him that much. He didn't technically do anything that wrong. He just made a scene. No, he said, "I will beat you." I understand. I understand. But what the fans said to him made it not Uh, as bad. It doesn't matter. Your player player always has to be above that. You're held to a higher standard. I understand, but I'm just saying the fine couldn't have been that much. It could be. No. If if a if a player physically threatens a fan, that should be. In my mind, an automatic suspension. Remember when Rod Artest wow. punched that fan in the face? Yeah, <laughs> and then started I do. fighting the crowd in Detroit. Yeah. That's... Oh man, the days. Uh, Serge Ibaka also got in a little bit of a fight with uh, Marquise Chris that. of the okay. Cavaliers. That was bullshit in my mind. They all swung. No one hit anybody. Why did no, they make no, no, a big no, no, deal? No. I mean, I see this happen, and I see the announcers everybody making like such a big deal of this. I heard the Toronto announcers. They treated this like it was an every game event. Because you know why? You know what they're used to up there? Yeah. They're used to that once a game yeah. in, a, in a physical sport like hockey. Yeah, Somebody no. throws hands in the NBA, and it's, oh, my God, the world's ending. No, Serge Ibaka thing I should not be like allowed dunking in, in women's basketball. The thing I think is bullshit is that they threw out Chris. Why? Because he swung back. He was defending himself. I, I mean, <laughs> Serge Ibaka grabbed him by the throat. Yeah, right? So, like, he walked up. Chris took a foul. Okay, he flopped. Everyone knows it. Whatever. It happens in basketball. It's part of the sport. They teach it. They practice it. It's bullshit in my mind. It shouldn't be allowed, but they do it. What we call that in hockey? Embellishment. Anyway, he goes down. Serge Ibaki, or whatever the hell the guy's name is, gets all pissed off. Serge Ibaki. Here it is. There it is. He gets all pissed off, runs up behind Nobody hit him anybody. and starts choking him. Serge Ibaka got a three-game suspension from this. Marquise Chris got a one-game suspension. That's bullshit. Why? All he was doing was defending himself. 
If you watch the fucking video, well, they suspend people so that it doesn't happen very often. Cause yeah, no, but that's bullshit. Because the NBA is like held up to a attacked. standard. I understand, but the that's NBA is held stupid. up to a standard where like rich people go to the games and they sit on the sideline and, and like yeah, they don't want it to this. be so all look, crazy. Bang! Takes a foul. He's looking around like, what? What's going on? Walking away, he fucking chokes his ass. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He didn't even fucking throw a punch. Go back. I think he did. It was a short arm. Back a little more. I didn't see this. Right there. Thing, but... Yeah, he threw yeah, a little right, punch. Yeah. Still, it that doesn't was matter. enough for the NBA. To That's say. bullshit. He was defending himself. He's get. He has a hand around his fucking throat. I wasn't watching the game. And were they getting... like going at each other Nobody the whole game? Nobody was watching the game. Cleveland was playing. Uh, yeah. Well... Cleveland won. What? <laughs> Damn. No, but the, he grabs him by the throat, throws him up against the net, basically. And then he just fucking swings at him to get him off him. That's that's self-defense in my book. I agree. You should not suspend him or take him out I of the game I hadn't seen the whole that. thing. He didn't even swing. He's, he's, exactly. He shouldn't be spinning He was pushing him off. He literally was being thrown around. <laughs> yeah, like, how are you going to suspend that guy? He was just trying to protect himself. He didn't want to get hurt. When someone has you by the throat, you have the God-given right to punch them in the face. Yeah, well. I think the NBA saw this as a situation where you had to spend, suspend both of them. But that's why they weren't suspended the same amount of games. Yeah, no. What's but, a one-game suspension to this guy? Nothing. Yeah, no, it's not much. Right. But neither is a three-game. It's really not. Well, a little more to a team vying for the top spot in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah but it's not. Marquise Chris is not vying for anything. Maybe playing next year. That's, that's true. About it. No, but I just I don't think that Chris should have been suspended at all. I think I don't even think he should have been thrown out of that game. I think he did nothing wrong. He did nothing to warrant any type of punishment. He was walking away from the play. And that guy ran up behind him and grabbed him by the fucking neck and threw him against the wall. That, in my mind, you could arrest that guy for assault. I think they should have both been taken out of the game, but I don't think he shouldn't have been suspended. I don't think he should have left. Why? Why, did, why should Chris have left well, the game? Because he didn't start the whole, Because in that situation, you don't see it as the ref. You don't see it how it all developed. Exactly. Yeah, I understand. You that. don't know, I don't know if he was throwing some short arms in there or anything. So it's you still. have to throw them both out of the game in the heat of the moment. That's not that's the whole sucks. situation. So what you should do as a basketball team is have your shittiest player attack one of the best players in the other team. Yeah. And then both players will get thrown out. And then you can just play against the team. What if every sport was like the NHL? Where you could just fight and get five minutes in a box? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it should be. Uh, speaking of NHL, two teams been eliminated from the playoff race. The Detroit Red Wings were just eliminated by losing 3-1 to the Montreal Canadiens. Yep. And the Ottawa Senators were eliminated. How are the Devils not eliminated yet? Soon. Uh, I think two more games and they're out. But they're beating Calgary right now, 4-3. Travis so Ajax. Short what do they need to do? Just keep losing. Keep doing this. No, no, they no, could no, win no. out and they still be eliminated, so it doesn't matter. Right, but like... Is there any chance they can make it? No. None. Win out and everybody else loses. Everyone else has to lose every game. Basically. So why are they technically still... You get into some real crazy scenarios where teams have to lose, but they have to lose in a shootout so they don't have a regulation overtime loss. But they still get a point, so it fucks you another way. They can't get in. Yeah, they're eighth in the Metropolitan Division. All right, let's move to the huge news. Okay. The stuff that's been... Controlling the storylines over the past three days. NFL free agency starts tomorrow. We've had a ton of movement around the National Football League. You want to do chronological or do you want to do by size? No, I want to talk about uh, AB and I want to talk about Le'Veon Bell right now. Okay, so you want to do this chronologically. Well, Le'Veon Bell will be last. Le'Veon Bell still hasn't made a decision. I know, but there are rumors about where he might be going. All right, let's talk about AB first. Right, Let's bet. talk about the trades first. There were three. Okay. Two big ones, one kind of minor one involving D Ford. Yeah. 
big if you're a San Fran fan. Antonio Brown traded from Pittsburgh to Oakland for a third and a fifth round pick. Which is bullshit. It was way too little. It was terrible. Antonio Brown then got his contract restructured and became the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Which Odell is uh, rumored to be breaking very soon. So, Pittsburgh got too little for Antonio Brown. Yeah, he was worth more than a third and a fifth. He's worth like a second. At that point, you take what you can get. Because yeah, every other the, team knows you want him. The Patriots offered hands. him a better package. Then why didn't they send him to the Patriots? Because they did not want to trade him to a team that just came off winning a Super Bowl. That's fair. A team they're competing with to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. No, but the fact that he was able to choose where he went is that was fucking bullshit. stupid in my opinion. He should have been a Bill. He should have been. The Buffalo Bills. What happened with that? They wanted him. He said, if you send me to Buffalo, I'm going to retire. And he said, I'm not going to freeze my ass off to go 3-13. and 13. Yeah. Wow. I did not see that. So he he basically told the team, you can trade me there, but I'm going to quit as soon as I get there. So the Bills said, all right, fuck that. We're not doing this then. Oh, <laughs> the Jets somehow that. had a better one than that this week, and we'll get to that later. Oh, we'll that was hysterical. Free agency. So the other trade that happened, let's talk about D Ford first. D Ford goes from... Uh, Kansas City to San Francisco. What, what's the return on that, Tom? Can you, you don't know it? How didn't you know that off the top of your head? I don't listen to D Ford. It's D Ford. Okay, well, D Ford is now a linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers. And then the biggest trade of the day. Perhaps, arguably, the biggest trade in NFL history so far. Really? Can you think of one bigger? I don't know. So, oh, D Ford got a 2020 second round pick. For Kansas City. Odell Beckham Jr., Pro Bowl wide receiver for the New York Giants, has been traded, well, formerly of the New York Giants, has been traded to Cleveland for a first-round pick, a third-round pick, and safety Jabril Peppers. Jabril. Former Paramus Catholic yeah. safety, running back, wide receiver, Good. linebacker, Jabril Peppers. Good. So the Giants fill a need in safety by getting Jabril a good young safety. But uh, they lose arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. I think it's a good trade. I think it's a fair trade. I don't know if it's good or bad yet, but I think it's fair. I think it's a fine trade. I think as long as the Giants get a good wide receiver in the draft. I don't even think they're going to be looking wide receiver. No? I think it's going to be totally defense. Defense or offensive line? I can see this. Well, if they do sign Darrell Williams... Right now, I think they're satisfied with the offensive line they got after getting Zeitler in a trade okay. from Cleveland for Vernon. Uh, I think this is going to go one or two ways. One, one or three ways. Either they totally bypass getting a quarterback this year. Oh, why would they do that? Because the quarterback draft is so strong next year. Yeah, but it's it's not bad Give this year. Eli the send-off. Yeah, obviously. Have a top-five pick. Draft a quarterback. Start the new era. Whether it be Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson, please. Yeah, but or what Jake if Fromm at a Georgia's new line? What? What if Eli does well with this Doesn't new matter. Line? End of his contract, 38 years old. No, no, I know. I'm just saying then you don't have a top five pick. Now you're sitting at the bottom of the draft. Okay, that's a... So then you're kind of fucked for a quarterback. Well, it's a deep quarterback Unless draft. There's still be one, you can still trade up. There's still be one there at 10 maybe yeah. or 11. I don't, I don't think just... the Giants can make the playoffs next year. You don't think so? No. No. I feel like Eli could make it. With With a good old line in front of him? That's been the argument for a few years now. I think we're finally going to see it. He hasn't had a good old line. We're going to have a good old line in front of him this year. Scenario number two is the Giants draft Haskins, draft a defensive lineman at 17, 
and uh, have Haskins sit behind Eli for at least the beginning of the season. I'd like that. Uh, third option is trade for Rosen at 36 with okay. your 36th pick. Yeah. And picks 6 and 17, draft defensive line, both picks, or defensive line and a wide receiver. I want that big wide receiver. DK Metcalf? Yeah. Giants don't really have a pick where it'd be a good pick. Too high at 6 to take him, and he wouldn't be there at 17. You He's really going to go between tw- uh, 9 really and 13. Think 6 is too high for him? Yeah, I think he's going to go. That guy is a beast. I think he's going to go 10 What was his 40? Do you guys know? Fast as shit. Yeah. He's he's going to be good. 4-3-2? Although, I heard some guys talking on the radio, and I found four, this, four, very, two? this very interesting today. Four, three, the three. argument was four, three, three. the combine four, three, three. does not accurately show off football skills. It shows off athleticism. Yeah. Which I think... I personally don't believe the combine means that much. I, I think the part of the combine that means the most are the backroom meetings in the combine. Yeah. Because I think in the combine, they should, instead of a 40-yard dash, you know, all the way down, then you go, and then you can run as fast as you possibly can. You should do like a 30-yard run where you they start in your two-point stance. They do have a 60-yard dash, too. They just never talk about it. Right, but you, where you they have sit a shuttle in a two-point, like... Your wide receiver stance, or if you're a defensive back, you're turned around. Like, whatever you're going for, try to be like that. And then run out and see how fast you can go. And then when you're trying to catch balls and you're turning back and forth just catching the balls, put a defensive back out there in front of him. See if he can still catch the balls. Well, like, they do do that. No, in the in the one where they're running down the field and they're just constantly turning and catching. That's, really a, that's there's, there's other drills, man. There's more than just those the no, dash and those two. They don't show nearly they, everything. That yeah, they, they do. do coverage from one of the defensive backs from there and one of the wide receivers from there. They do coverage oh, and okay. stuff. Yeah. yeah, and they do how, your ability to run routes and everything. And it's it's just I found it's not it's not like a team is like giving a tryout. It's not yeah, quite that. So the Eli Manning era has somehow outlasted the Odell Beckham era, if you can believe that one. I believe it. So it's the Giants. Now let's look at Cleveland. They're stacked. They're win now. They're stacked. A team that went 0-16 two seasons ago is now in a win-now mode. That's ridiculous. That's because they built the team up last year. Huge. Uh, why are you giving this to me? Uh, Brashad Perriman has been cut, or their verbal agreement with Cleveland has been... Brashad Perriman and the Cleveland Browns had a mutual agreement... And agent Drew Rosenhaus has said that him and John Dorsey, the GM of the Browns, has agreed not to follow through with it. And now Brashad Perriman is a wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Very minor move comparing all the other stuff that happened. Let's look at the offense for Cleveland now. Baker Mayfield, the quarterback. Yeah. Um, Odell Beckham. Jarvis Landry. Antonio Callaway are the wide receivers. Then running backs, you have Kareem Hunt. Duke Johnson, Jr., and Nick Chubb. Now, how much of a role Chubb and Johnson have on this offense will be determined after we get how long of a suspension Hunt will have? Because he's mm. going to have something, whether it be three games or six games. But uh, when Hunt is the starting running back in Cleveland, they're going to be really dangerous. Because even when he comes out, it's not like you can take plays off on the running game. Because you still have Nick Chubb, who would have been a 1,000-yard rusher and was for about three minutes until he lost three yards on a play and lost his 1,000-yard season. Yeah. This is going to be a deadly offense. Yeah. They just got to hope their defense can keep up with it. He's fucking nasty. Because they've they're lost... Just, this they, whole team's going to be Because now they're a little bit thin at safety now, which real pepper's gone. Uh, there's still some questions there on the defensive line, even though Olivier Vernon has helped shore up that 
defensive line. Uh, looks like they're looking to acquire Ndamukong Sue. So it's gonna He's be good. it's gonna be real interesting. I think they're the front runners for the division by far. Yeah. Who else is in their division? Uh, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, that can all change if Baltimore somehow acquires Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. Bell. That was an interesting tweet. Now, who is that? Do you know who that guy is? That is a friend of Le'Veon Bell's. Okay. Didn't he make a video with the Chiefs, too? He's like, what if I'm a Chief, man? Did you see that? He drops an album tonight at midnight. I have a feeling I'm going to hear then when it is. Wait, Le'Veon what? Bell drops an album tonight? Yeah. Like a rap album? Yeah. What is he, Allen Iverson? What is he doing? <laughs> Come on now. He's going to start in a movie. So it's been rumored that the Jets have the highest offer out there, the Ravens have made a play, the Raiders have made a play, and lately, I forget who reported it, but it came in that there was an unnamed team currently in the works, too. Now you look I want to talk about the Raiders there for a second. Did Antonio Brown talk to him about that? or you got to imagine, right? Did, yeah. Are they friends, or do they hate Yeah, they're friends. Oh, they're friends. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. I have a feeling AB talked to them, but Oakland can't afford them. Yeah, they can. You think so? Yeah, they're way under the salary cap. Yeah, but I, how much money do they have is the question. There were some cash flow issues there. That's what I'm saying. But, but it still takes Jordy one Nelson. investor to... to yeah. And Mark Davis has connections. Yeah. They still have Jordan Nelson. He has the number two wide receiver in Oakland. Yeah, Not bad. That's just I don't know if they can afford Le'Veon. He might have to take a pay cut if he goes. Oh, there. he's not. I don't think he's. Well, apparently he wants seventeen million. Uh, the only one who's touched that offer is the Jets. He's hesitant to join the Jets because they suck. Man. And, but uh, a lot of offers are coming in around eleven, twelve million. How can you ask for a certain number? A team says okay, and then you go, mm, not you, because <laughs> his ego. Let me tell you something. Buffalo could offer him forty million. He would not take it. That's. Nobody wants to freeze their ass off in Buffalo, except for Frank Gore, who just signed there for his 14th NFL season. I think what he did with the Steelers really shows a lot about his character, and I think any team who's going to pick him up should be really hesitant. Why? Because it might happen again? Yes, because... Any team that picks him up is going to overpay for him so bad. Yeah, and who knows if he's still good? He hasn't played in, what, a year? Yep. year and a half, something like that? It's Who knows if he's still got it? He's 265 pounds, allegedly. Is that a fact yet, or is that still a legend? I don't know. I have a feeling whatever contract he signs is going to be pending a physical. Yeah. Probably. I can't wait to see. So who have you been hearing that he's gained weight from? Was it Rappaport who put that out earlier? That he was allegedly up to 265 pounds and not keeping in the best of shape this offseason? Or not uh, off, not I've even offseason, this season off. I've heard some uh, conflicting statements. I've also heard that the reason he's so well, heavy is because he's been every, just lifting. Every conflicting statement you've heard against it is from the Le'Veon Bell camp. That's true. Or from people close to the Le'Veon Bell camp. Yeah, like, but <clears throat> even if he's been lifting, you get heavier, you're going to get slower. So if he's bigger yeah. in the chest, you know, and he's got bigger arms, great. But are you still fast? Can you still juke? Can you still, do you still have that hesitance? Can you still jump and kick a punter in the face? According to a report from the New York Daily News, uh, Le'Veon Bell put on 35 pounds last season, spiking from his listed weight of 225 all the way up to 260. I believe That's it. a big back. I believe it. But is That he reminds gonna... me, so I cannot think of his name. I wish he we was... had Jack Osterloff here. He was a skilled player, though. I can't wait to have Jack Osterloff here on Wednesday. He's... On? Wednesday? Wednesday. He's going to love to talk about this. Well, not Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, because we're going to the Devils game Tuesday night. Oh, right. So Wednesday. Wednesday. He's going to love to talk about this. Yeah, but, like, if you're bigger, 
he was he was good at bobbing and weaving and getting around, juking he, around guys. He's one of the best running backs I've ever seen hesitate and hit a hole from standing in a single spot. The only one I think who's as good as it is Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So how are you going to gain all that weight and still be able to do all that? you got to squeeze through exactly. the holes between linemen sometimes. If you can't squeeze through those holes... Uh-oh. What, what I mean, good it's not you? like he turned into the Michelin Man. But yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he turned into the I mean, Michelin even Man, Brandon Jacobs got through those holes, and Brandon Jacobs was huge. Yeah, but if you... That's because their linemen probably pushed bigger. Yeah, they did. Pushed out bigger holes. So if you're, you know, your O-line isn't ready to push a giant hole for you to get through... I mean, sometimes those guys squeeze through holes that, you know, the little dudes are just big enough to get through. Yeah, well. Let's look at the rest of NFL free agency. Uh, a lot of moves so far. Agreements in principle, they don't come official yet till tomorrow. Uh, we look at the top 50, according to CBS. Uh, number, one was, number one was Trey Flowers. He signed a five-year, $90 million contract with the Detroit Lions, leaving the New England Patriots. That doesn't matter. The Patriots are going to find somebody else to put in the spot and win in the Super Bowl. Landon Collins goes to Washington on a six-year, $84 million deal. Trent Brown, offensive tackle for New England. Once again, doesn't matter. They're just going to find somebody else to put in there. Goes to Oakland on a four-year, $66 million deal. C.J. Mosley, five years, $85 million from the New York Jets. They thought they were really going to have a one-two punch there with Anthony Barr, but we'll get to that in a little bit. It did change for him. Uh, Le'Veon Bell still a free agent. Matt Paradis, many believe the Jets would uh, be able to sign him by last night. He has now signed a three-year contract for $27 million with the Carolina Panthers. And now we get to the Anthony Barr situation, which is an interesting one. He agreed to a deal in principle with the New York Jets on, was it last night, Monday night? And then um, this morning he told the Jets he did not intend to sign with them and now has re-signed Minnesota. Five years, $67.5 million. So he even took a little bit of a pay cut to go back to Minnesota instead of play for the New York Jets. Tyron Matthew, now a chief. The defense gets a little bit of reinforcement there. Three years, $42 million. Juwan James is now a Denver Bronco. Four years, $51 million. Nick Foles, four years, $88 million. The new quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, yeah, I thought he got picked up. Adrian Amos, uh, strong safety, formerly of Chicago, now joined their rival Green Bay, four years, $37 million. Now, how much did he want uh, Nick Foles, I'm talking about, from the Eagles? Didn't he want, like, a shit ton of money? He wanted less than that for, like, a one-year deal because the, the AAV is $22 million. Okay, and how much did he get picked up for by the... Uh... $88 million over four years, so $22 million a year. He wanted, like, 20 to stay with the Eagles. Every yeah. Eagles fan I've ever talked to is convinced that Carson Wentz is a better QB and yes. they don't want Nick Yeah, I know. He most certainly is. I don't understand not just that, but how they see him do that after Carson Wentz gets hurt and he just goes on a playoff run every year. Yeah, and, they, I, and they just get rid of him like that. Right, I don't but he gets that. put in that playoff you see that position. Ha- you see that happen with goalies all the time in the NHL. He's they come a- and win a few playoff games or get a team to the playoffs and everybody wants to change I just don't right, get don't, it. Don't Everybody me, wants Tony. to change him. Don't at me, Tony. And every single time you bring it up, they get so mad. They're like, Nick Foles sucks. Carson Wentz is the Nick best. Nick Foles don't got $51.125 million in guaranteed money. I have a feeling that was a huge part of it, too. Yeah, probably. But, I mean, if you look at look at Carson Wentz, you look at Nick Foles. Carson Wentz is obviously the better choice. He's younger. He's more honest, agile. Yeah, more athletic in pretty much every way. Nick Foles is an old, in my opinion, old-style quarterback. He likes pocket to, passer. Yeah, he likes to stick in the pocket. He likes to take his time. He likes to pick a pass. And he likes to throw, or he likes to know a play and have the ball run. With Carson Wentz, he's much more 
of the newer style of quarterback where you can roll out of the pocket, you can make throws on the run. Not even that. You can run the RPO, the run-pass option. Yeah, that too. So, you know, if 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 Wentz can stay healthy, he's or a great option. Or even just perform. Oh, no, I'm talking about – I'm thinking of Nick Foles. No, no, no. If Wentz can stay healthy, he's a great option. Or even perform. He didn't have a great year this year when he was playing. He's been cold. Yeah. To be fair, he hasn't gotten the he start. Didn't, he didn't a get while. a chance to really work out over the course of the season, and yeah. they got to rush him back uh, week four. Exactly. So I mean, if you give him the time to rest, and you let him start, and you let him play the season out, he's fine. If he doesn't have that time to do all that stuff, he's you're not you're not going to see that from any quarterback really. You can't just take a quarterback who's cold, throw him in a game, and expect except him to for Brett perform. Favre. Okay. Brett Favre was extremely good at that for some reason. Yeah, but Brett Favre was... wouldn't play preseasons. Would resign and then just be Brett Favre. Brett Favre was in a league of his own, though. He played uh, let's for take like a look every at, team. In let's the take NFL. a look at a little more transactions. Some big time players staying put. The Rams re-sign Dante Fowler to a one year, fourteen million dollar contract. Teddy Bridgewater is staying in the Big Easy. He agreed to, I believe, a three year deal with the New Orleans Saints. Nothing here on the terms or money. Uh, some other players on the move. John Brown leaves the Baltimore Ravens, is now the new wide receiver in Buffalo. Three years, $27 million. Uh, Adam Humphreys leaves Tampa Bay and is now a new uh, wide receiver for Tennessee. Four years, $36 million. Jameson Crowder, now a member of the New York Jets, $28.5 million over three years. And Cole Beasley, four years, $29 million, new wide receiver in Buffalo. So they're stacking up there. They got Tyler Croft, too, and Frank Gore. So it's been an active free agency so far, but the biggest name is still out there. Le'Veon yeah. Bell. Yeah, Bell's going to get money. He's going to get money. He's going to go to a team. And I honestly think he's going to be mediocre this season. If Bell gets a four-year contract, if the Raiders offer him a four-year contract, I think the Raiders are the front runner. And most of that is location. Right now it seems like... Right now he's only... The Ravens are the I front say, runner. I say location. because Well, the Ravens signed uh, Mark Ingram today. So many believe that that means they're out on Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, probably. Which but, I don't know. They might go the one-two combination in the backfield like New Orleans had with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Are you talking about right? with location? Are you talking about how they're moving to Vegas in Bingo. the next couple of years? Las Vegas is such a cool destination, and I think players want to play there. Yeah, I mean, it's... They might have some player issues there. <laughs> People Listen, are gonna start that's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, to that's me... What, it's the ultimate home field advantage. We saw it in the NHL. It was the ultimate yeah. home ice advantage because players would go there the night before and they would not be ready to play the next day. No. Vegas' home record last year, they were like 32 and like 10. Yeah, 31 and 10. gambling all night. And like especially with some players in the NHL like that we know have a problem with gambling, like Ovechkin. Uh, he was able to conquer it, though. They won the Stanley Cup playing Vegas in yeah, Vegas. that's like, true. <laughs> Animal. But that's just because Ovi went on his whole. We're not. Mode. We're not accusing Ovi of being a degenerate gambler. No, we've no. just been to a casino in Ontario, and the guy said Ovechkin was there. So and he was only oh. playing Toronto. <laughs> and he was playing the slot. It was about an hour lot. and forty-five minutes away from Toronto. So the Calgary Flames just scored two goals in twenty-five seconds. Oh, Five-four no. Flames. <laughs> this scenario oh. has played out once before. Remember when you, I think it was also maybe Devils and uh, Flames, and they were down by a lot. Oh, it was Flames and Flyers, and they came back, but no, none of my other bets hit, so I'm, down, I'm out 40 bucks this All week right, so well. far. So wait, if this bet hits, how Doesn't much? matter. Okay. Earl Thomas, still a free agent. Uh, my belief is he would go to the Cowboys because they have been making eyes at him for the past two seasons now, even when he was still a member of Seattle. Darrell Williams, offensive tackle. New York Giants, I hear, in on them. 
That would be the final piece to their puzzle there on the offensive line, showing up a right tackle. Haha, Clinton Dix still available. Thought the New York Giants would be a big player for him. But now after the trade for Jabril Peppers and signing Antoine Bethea earlier today, yeah, they're not gonna I get believe him. they're out on Which Haha Clinton Dix. I would have bought a Clinton Dix jersey if uh, they had Oh, gotten. listen, that'll happen. He's one of my favorite players in the uh, Do Suggs? you have a Packers jersey for him? No, I don't. I was going to buy one, but I just decided. Then he got traded know, I to Washington. You did. Yeah, I didn't want to watch Terrell him. Suggs uh, leaving the Baltimore Ravens has signed a one-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals, so he Damn. will continue his career in a different uniform. Terrell. So is... Is there anything else we really have to go over? No, I don't think so. I think we pretty much summed up free agency. and I just want to give a message to all the other Giants fans out there because I am one. Don't worry, okay? It's going to be fine. Three years and we got a Super Bowl. The Ooh. fact of the matter is Odell Beckham's 26 years old. Yep. And while some people may say that's the prime of his career, I ask you, do you really see the Giants winning a Super Bowl within the next like three, four years? No. No. No, probably in like, like – by the time Three Odell's like 30. Yeah. So you might as well trade him if you're not going to use him in the prime of his career for something. Oh, Od- uh, Saquon's just going to be coming into his prime when we're ready to be really good again. These next few years are going to suck, but it could pay out big in, let's say, five or six years. I don't even think we're going to have to wait that long. With the way the NFL is now... You can turn around in a season. Yeah, it's not... The Giants aren't going to, but you can. I think they're going to do pretty well this year. They're going to need I another think, weapon. I think they're going to put in... Sterling Shepard, I don't think, is a number one wide receiver. I think he's a slot receiver. Yeah. I mean, he's not bad, though. No, he's not. He's definitely not bad. He's, he's a, a good, really good slot a, receiver. He's a good receiver, but... So, we'll see. You need a number one to, to draw all the defense. The Calgary Flames have now scored a six goal in two and a half minutes. Actually, let me do that math real quick. In a minute and 40 seconds, it's 6-4 Calgary right now. Jesus Mackenzie Blackwood. Jeez. So we're gonna end every episode. No, every, feel bad for him. So we're gonna they probably have forty shots. They probably him. did. We're gonna end every episode like we do with some hot takes. Hot takes. Does anybody have one? Giants won a Super Bowl in the next four years. Okay, Frank, Oof. do you? Come back to me. I'm thinking. I think we have another Russell Wilson, uh, Ru- Russell Westbrook problem this season. I also hundred percent. I can totally see that. Because we've had a few so far. We had him and the kid a few weeks ago. Yep, that's what I was talking about. Now we got him and the fan. I think you have one. Oh, you know what we never season. talked about? What? The Knicks owner kicking that guy out of his stadium for life. Oh, James Dolan's an idiot. Yeah, Jimmy Dolan. Kicked that guy out because he said sell the team. Because the fan said you should sell the, sell the team, so the owner threw him out of the game. James Dolan's an idiot. Yeah, that was funny, though. So, Frank, do you got anything now? No. Still right. thinking. Well, hurry right, up. Come on, man. James well, Dolan's going to sell the Knicks. That's your hot take. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> let's say, I'm going to say the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl next year. I'm just going to okay. say it. Screw it. All, All right. right. Cool. I like that. I like that hot take. So, we'll see you on Friday. Yep. John won't be back till next Tuesday. Right next Wednesday. Um, Jack Ostroff will be on next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. He'll have some Jet stuff to talk about, and he'll really explode. If uh, he'll really explode, if the it's six four, it's not five three. Yeah, and he'll really explode if the uh, Jets don't get Le'Veon Bell, and he'll be ecstatic if the Jets get do get Le'Veon Bell, even though they'll be grossly overpaying him. Yeah. So we'll see you Friday and enjoy sports until then. Adios.